Happy Sunday, folks, and welcome to the Sunday session. Hello. Brendan Mulligan and Mike Mead. Happy Sunday. So, this week we're going to be doing the movie episode. Yeah. All about movies, a.k.a. films. <laughs> we are in San Francisco, after all. Right. Uh, it doesn't matter if you call them a movie or a film. It's interchangeable. I would have to agree. I don't really care. Doesn't bother me. Um, yeah, so when it comes to movies, I think it's good to just sort of lay your cards on the table right away and mm-hmm. just say what your favorite movie is. Okay. And it's always a little unnerving when someone can't answer that. Yeah, you should you like, should have thought about this. You should at least have some have some stock A few answers. nominees ready to go in the chamber. Yeah. Uh, so to that end, what do you got? <laughs> um, so I think I'm going to give my, my top choice to The Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. Infinitely um, rewatchable. Just quotable. Like me, me and my family and some of my closest friends have gotten so much mileage out of those quotes. And because we, you know, we you know, just grew up with it, watched it as kids. Then you sort of watch it as you get older and you realize how, how funny it actually is. And, yeah, it's hilarious. There's sword fights and action and true love. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's, it's the ultimate, uh, just like the kid when he's sick at home, and it becomes sort of meta when you are homesick and then uh-huh. someone plays <laughs> and you the watch movie the for Princess you. Bride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it really uh, works. Yeah. Uh, and I think maybe that's why. It's adorable. Yeah. You know, it's a very cute story. Uh, special effects wise still looks pretty good yeah um like when that uh what are those rats are called the, are rodents of unusual size yeah yeah r-o-u-s's <laughs> yeah and uh this the sword fights are great and yeah yep okay so what else is oh so i'll counter that with okay. my favorite choice and then we'll get into maybe expanding to a top three yeah sort of if that's the if that's on top, you got to have some supporting films there. Sure, as well. I think I can I can round that up. Okay. But go ahead. What's what so, is your favorite movie, Brendan? Mulligan? I always come back to Usual Suspects. Yeah, that's um, a strong choice. Double Oscar winner for screenplay, and Kevin Spacey's breakout performance, yeah. supporting actor. Was it original screenplay or was that? Yep. Um, see, original screenplay I think should be like sort of the most revered award i think because if you can come up with the idea and then write out how the movie's gonna go yeah that i think is the peak of creativity yeah so i'm i'm always a big fan of the uh best original screenplay oscar tarantino has two for um pulp fiction Fiction. and then uh inglorious okay and he was speaking to a bunch of like students at the AFI, you know, uh, film school or whatever. And he, he was like, what you got to do is just make the movies you would want to see that aren't out there. Mm-hmm. So he would, he was like, I see movies that have like a scene that I thought was cool or like the use of music that I kind of represented what I would want to do Mm -hmm. or one of these characters that only got a little bit of screen time who was like really cool. And he wanted to do a whole movie like about that guy. Mm -hmm. So uh, I thought that was cool that he 
like he was saying, when Reservoir Dogs came out, there were heist movies that existed, but nothing that was sort of like it. Mm-hmm. And and then he got accused of like ripping off some uh, you know Japanese director's you know work, uh, which was sort of the last third of that guy's movie was sort of what he expanded out to be all of Reservoir Dogs like okay. inside that one location, the yeah. warehouse. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I did fucking rip that off. I just <laughs> completely just lifted that and just used it. But you're allowed to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a pretty, pretty good career for him. Yeah. So, But I, I like the idea of just, just do the movies that you would want to see. You know what would make a sweet movie? Yeah, just make that movie. Yeah. Did, did you want to say anything else about uh, Usual Usuals suspects? is great because it's possibly the best ending ever if you haven't seen it. Uh, there's a twist, <laughs> but I won't say what it is. Um, and yeah, I think, uh, Chris McQuarrie who wrote it has gone on to become a big director now. Kay. So he, uh, has, he did the last mission impossible movie, Kay. rogue nation. And he's doing the uh, next one. He likes Tom Cruise likes working with him. Good. good uh, man. yeah. So uh, that led to, and then of course Brian Singer became a big name director, doing all the X Men movies after that. So that movie broke out a few different careers. Okay. Um, and then alongside that, uh, in the two spot, I would say Royal Tenenbaums. Uh, it's a hu- classic. Humor wise, I think it's probably Wes Anderson's best movie. I would say so. And yeah, he's he's one of the modern masters. <laughs> yeah, almost everything he's done has been great. He's had That's a true. He's pretty had a high couple, batting average. A couple little, you know, missteps. You could say maybe Darjeeling Limited didn't work as well. True. Uh, and maybe Life Aquatic doesn't hold up quite as well as when we first. I remember loved really it. liking Life Aquatic. I don't think I've seen it again. I, I enjoy it. I think just people are critical of how it feels too sterile. But mm-hmm. I think there is, and I think Royal Tenenbaums sort of provides the exception to this, but I feel like there is a kind of a ceiling on how good Wes Anderson movies can be. Like, they're always really solid, but except for Tenenbaums, again, good choice. Um, but I don't know, it's, it's, there, there's not, you're never going to like double, or you, you're never going to be like, they're not going to be the funniest movies of all time is what I'm saying, I guess. Yeah, they're, <laughs> even Grand Budapest Hotel, where he finally broke through on like an Oscars level, mm-hmm. and that won a bunch of the technical awards, which you know he is sort of known for all the production value and all that stuff. So right. uh, it makes sense that he would finally get over the hump there, uh, critically and uh, commercially. Yeah. But um, yeah, Tenenbaums, which was his third movie, he did Bottle Rocket. Uh huh. And then Rushmore, Rushmore, and then Tenenbaums. So he was he was geared up, yeah, and ready to make a big statement movie. Pretty, with a, with pretty an good awesome performances. Cast. Yeah, yeah. the The music was excellent. Yep. Uh, and then I put Saving Private Ryan at three, best war movie of all time. Okay. Uh, you know, people say it gets a little hokey. But it's a movie I watch at least once a year. Uh-huh. And then probably in addition to that, me just straight up watching it on one of the, like a Memorial Day, a Veterans Day, okay. 4th of July, one of those. <laughs> yeah. You put it in. And and then anytime it's on cable, they now show it like, and they just run the, 
graphic violence warning in front of it. And so it... Oh, it, so you can just... Yeah, so you, you do actually get, get to watch yeah. the full cut uh, or most of it. So, yeah, I, I'm... Uh, that's one that I saw in theaters, and it's a memorable theater-going experience. Mm-hmm. Um, went and saw it with my dad uh, the summer, you know, of 98 when it was out. Yeah. And... Uh, just brutal to watch that for the first time as you know i would have been 13 years old yeah it's it can be tough uh speaking of of movies that you sort of get around to watching once a year yeah i feel pretty comfortable putting a few good men um, okay. in my top three another rob reiner directed film mm-hmm. and and vintage aaron sorkin uh mm. at the helm of the script true and uh yeah, just uh, the the whole way through, it's just wildly entertaining. I think you've got Tom Tom Cruise, Cruise and Jack Nicholson basically at at the peak of their powers. Yep, Demi um, Moore, Demi Moore, yeah, and, and you've um, got Kevin Pollock. Kevin, Kevin Pollock, Ke- Kevin Bacon is amazing, mm. um, and um, the and classic Kiefer, line. Kiefer Sutherland. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, as the uh, asshole marine. Yeah. Uh, excellent cast. Rob Reiner was on Stern not long ago and was, you know, they brought up how he had this string of like seven movies in a row. His first like seven movies he directed were all great. Mm-hmm. And those were two of them. And then he had Stand By Me and uh, Ooh, yeah. Misery and a, a couple other ones. Um, so he just started out hot. Yeah. Um, okay. And then what, what would be your third one then? Um, I'll take uh, Caddyshack okay. as, as my top comedy. Yeah, put that put that in the top three all time. And uh, again, the, the the theme of of my list so far is just the quotables. Uh, you know, all th- all Do, three well, of these not, that I've you're mentioned. You're not doing any of the line readings. Well, no, no one wants to listen to a movie quote podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> as as you know, as much as an effort as it's taking me to not you know do that. Yeah, Caddyshack top comedy. leads me a little bit into my favorite uh, actor, Bill, okay. Bill Murray. Bill one, Murray, favorite actor. In one of his earlier roles. Yeah. Um, less for a movie like Caddyshack, more for, uh, obviously, Ghostbusters, very formative. Yeah. And I think he kind of steals that movie. Oh, for sure. Um, and... And then I became a huge Ghostbusters fan because they had the animated TV series as yeah. a kid. I had a Ghostbusters birthday. You were at the right age for that. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then the later work, I felt he was robbed of an Oscar for Lost in Translation. Uh, mm-hmm. Sean Penn won. Uh, and, you know, Penn was great. I think he... Uh, what did he win for? He won for Mystic River. Okay. Which was a good performance that year, but uh, but that was the time to give it to Bill. Yep. Um, but so who who do you go f- go with for uh, favorite actor? Oh, I, and then you've also got all the Wes Anderson movies that Murray's been in, which sure. has been great in all those, especially Rushmore. Yeah. Um, good good callback there. Um, my favorite actor, I think, is Matt Damon. Um. Rounders, the Bourne movies, mm-hmm. Bourne Supremacy is really, really great. Mm-hmm. Um, the Martian is a Hall of Fame performance. Yep. 
Um, so he can, he can do a lot. Um, the, uh, Ocean's, Ocean's 11. He's pretty, he's, also he's strong. pretty strong in, yeah. Um, and he's just, yeah, he's always very charismatic and charming and he, he, he's mostly in all good movies. And then good choices. Favorite actress for me. This is where we get into like, you know, the the side of acting where there's these people are heavyweights in terms of awards. We're talking about Bill Murray got nominated for like one Oscar. Damon's been nominated for a couple. Um, mm-hmm. But Kate Winslet nominated for seven and won one. And That's... then Kate Blanchett nominated for six and won two. I mean, those are just powerhouses. Yeah, that's... in the, in the uh, post Meryl Streep era. Right. So, are are those your favorite actresses? I think so because yeah. just uh, the hardware speaks for itself, or the at least the nominations. Right. Um, they, so, I would I would say I just respect their overall careers rather than individual roles. But if you know, if I'm going to point to some, Winslet deserved the Oscar for Reader. And uh-huh. uh, Blanchett deserved it for um, Blue Jasmine. So the, those were both excellent. All right, I'll take your word for it. So the 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 best is Meryl Streep, though. We, we can agree well, on that. It would. Have she's not my favorite, but she is the best. I mean, yeah, the metrics will back that. Yeah, up. because she's got like high teens nominations. Right. Devil Wears Prada is one of my favorite performances, full stop, of all time. Yep. Great. Um, great. Uh, overall performance and you know Hathaway is the is the main character She's there good. but um, it's all about street yeah she uh, wins the movie to borrow a phrase from the ringer <laughs> um, what about actress for you I'd go I don't know maybe maybe Natalie Portman maybe Amy Adams Amy Adams though another five Oscar nominees yeah I've I've got a pretty large crush on her. Um, oh, and Charlize, I re- I like Charlize quite a bit. Yes. Um, she she's got a lot of range as well. Excellent in Mad Max. Yeah. She's that she's a that really that was all her. I know they had to put Tom Hardy kind of like on most of the marketing materials and right. shit, but she was the lead actor of that fucking movie. Yeah, I agree. You said uh, Caddyshack favorite comedy, but this also does help to define sort of someone's like sense of humor. Yeah. Um, do you have any others you would throw in the favorite comedy basket? You know, as we were discussing your list earlier, I'd, I'd have Dumb and Dumber and Big Lebowski right in there. Yeah. The, um, the one-two punch of 94-95. <laughs> yeah. Good good years for, for, for comedy movies. Vintage. And, and, and eight, yeah. Like... Those movies, um, I again infinitely rewatchable. Yeah, Big Lebowski might be one of the best movie characters of all time. Sure. Um, and then and on top of that, something like every character is just so good. Uh, you know, from uh, Buscemi and uh, John yeah. Goodman yeah. and uh, the Jesus. You know, yeah, Totoro. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then. With, with Dumb and Dumber, that that might be the most quotable movie. Could uh, be. That even before things like um, 
Anchorman or right, you know, old school. Yeah, then that era. There, there were, there were the Dumb and Dumbers and the Billy Madisons and Happy Gilmores, right? Which were, <laughs> you know, those all came out around the same time. Yeah, and it was a slapstick meets like Ace Ventura. Yeah, right. Really, but there was sort of a, a, a black comedic tone to it right same thing if you listen to like early adam sandler albums right it it was like dark and really raw could could be dark yeah but these things still got away with pg-13 ratings not uh, lebowski was r but uh as far as dumb and dumber and some of the sandler ones yeah they skated on the (laughs) pg-13s which is great yeah uh yeah that those would all be highly influential in my uh in my sense of humor for sure and, you know, when those are coming out, we're, we're 8, 9, 10, 11, you know. So that's, yeah. when, that's, that's when you start to develop that sense of humor. Right. It um, starts being a fun thing to do with go to the movies. Yeah. When did you even start going to the movies? For me, I think I went and saw Disney movies, like, as a kid. Sure. Those are some yeah. early memories, maybe, like, five years old or something. Yeah, you probably start going around five. Um, I have a memory of seeing Bambi in the theaters, which I don't know how that would be possible, huh. but unless they showed it, like... God, speaking of dark, like, Disney movies are pretty dark at times. Fox and the Hound got real. <laughs> Do you ever see that one? Um, oh, dude. Yeah, no. I don't. No, I don't think I've seen that. There's a hound dog and a fox. Uh-huh. And they're boys. <laughs> Get out. Until they're not. It's <laughs> um, a great one. Yeah, I mean, Snow White, like, the queen, like, hires a hitman to literally cut out her heart. Like, this is the plot of this movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, and just straight up, like, poisoning your family members. Right. Um, some really horrendous uh, shit going on there. Yeah. Um, there were, I mean, some of them were based on, like, the Grimm's fairy tales, right. I think, which were also pretty. And hardcore. then the original stories are even more fucked up. Yeah, um, a lot of like eating of children mm-hmm. seemed to be a big thing back <laughs> then. Uh, real quick, do you have a favorite Disney movie, cartoon? I'm gonna go Lion King there. Okay, I'm uh, going Aladdin. I would say Aladdin would be two, and uh, I mean we're not gonna count Pixar. I don't, well, yeah, let's not. I think I think Lion King, Aladdin is sufficient, and Beauty and the Beast, maybe, in at three. So you were talking about theater experiences. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, need, I need to give you my answer for that. Okay, go. So uh, when something when something about Mary came out, um, <laughs> this was at the height of the 49ers-Packers rivalry. Um, and so when she says at the very end, after she's dumped Brett Favre and says, I'm a Niners fan... The, the whole theater just, like, erupted. Um, and, it, yeah, so that, I, that was, like, a, I mean, not to mention, you know, coming at the tail end of a, I don't know, top, top 20 comedy for sure, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I remember seeing that one in theaters and absolutely laughing my ass off. Yeah. That was so inappropriate. <laughs> and that's, like, after Dumb and Dumber. It was, like, what do the Farrelly brothers have left? Where right. can they go? And, yeah. And they, they, they did. Yeah, they went over the top. That that movie was excellent. Um, yeah, I just remember, like, uh, it sounds like we're from the 50s, but it's like going to the movies <laughs> was sort of the thing to do. 
and that was like the yeah. gathering point when we were in like eighth grade. So you would just get dropped off there, and like say you were seeing some other movie if, right. if your parents asked, and then you would go and see a movie like Varsity Blues or American Pie. Yeah. American Pie was was uh, the most emblematic of this period. Cruel Intentions. <laughs> and there were, I remember one Newsweek article where it was like, uh, they were worried that teens were seeing these like racy movies. <laughs> and it was like, these movies are too steamy for teens. <laughs> and <laughs> well, and we turned out okay. We turned out fine. <laughs> and, and then like porn online happened like two years later and it was like oh god we, we were prepared <laughs> for nothing movies are the least of our worries <laughs> yeah um although if you think about it cruel intentions had like the really hot like lesbian makeout scene oh yeah american pie had full-on nudity and, fucking a pie yeah um and, and varsity and blues with the whipped cream b- bikini that was great unforgettable scene Right. And then, of course, uh, the classic Vanderbeek line, I don't want your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's still relevant. Uh, yeah. So that was that's how we used to get down. Right. Everyone just sitting in like the front two rows. Getting, and in some cases, you had to like go up to a stranger and get them to buy your rated R movie tickets for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, South Park brought that up yeah. on the like when their movie was rated R, <laughs> and we actually did have to do that. <laughs> we covered favorite comedies, but what about favorite action movies all time? I mean, mm. there's four biggies that stand out to me. Go ahead. Aliens in '86. The this the second Alien. Movie. Second one. Never seen um, it. First one being more of a horror, directed by Ridley Scott. Second one, James Cameron takes over uh-huh. and makes it just a straight up like action movie. Yeah, and it's badass. Uh, Die Hard in '88. Die Hard's probably a pretty popular choice for this category. Well, based in a Christmas plot. Yeah, it came out in summertime. And then, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. And then the the, uh, VHS would have come out uh, right around Christmas. Okay. Because it is, there's a lot of people who have that sort of every year Christmas tradition of watching Die Hard. Yeah. My my Christmas tradition movies would be Die Hard, Home Alone, Mm -hmm. Christmas Vacation. You you get these every year? Yeah. You you roll through these each year. Huh. Yeah. Um, And... And to a lesser extent, uh, the Christmas story. But I think yeah. I think if I watch those big three, then I'm. Then I think I'm set. if I if I catch Home Alone, I'm usually uh, yeah. That that's an often often happening. A lot of people have Love Actually on that list. Yeah. I've never See, seen. It. I finally sat and watched it last year, and it's just not a good film. I don't know. People love that movie. It's not. It's got to be okay. No, no. There there's a couple scenes that are kind of fun, uh, but I really was like cringing throughout the whole thing and sort of like face palming being mm-hmm. like oh no <laughs> all right um okay so so round, aliens round, die hard yeah and then cameron comes back again in 91 with, with terminator 2 judgment day oh yeah so uh and these movies have practical stunts blood squibs visceral <laughs> effects you know i mean yeah and they're adding, they're sprinkling in the special effects, you know, 
where it's necessary. T2, especially with the liquid, you know, metal oh, T- that was, T1000. That was revolutionary. Yeah, at the time, no one was fucking doing that. He And Cameron started that technology when he did the Abyss right before right. Aliens. Right. With that sort of like, you know, that liquid thing that was coming at him. James fucking Cameron, man. He's, he's the man. Yeah. Okay, so Cameron appears twice. And then it's not until 99 that I have another landmark action picture in The Matrix. Certainly a landmark picture. I have often thought that that's sort of our generation's Star Wars, just when you think about revolutionizing the world of special effects. It's a shame that Matrix is not nearly as good as Star Wars. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Matrix 1 definitely... It's such a good story, but I think the performances and the dialogue and the... Yeah, it's just Keanu. It's not, I, I wouldn't say, like... Well executed in from a script kind of point of view. Um, I rewatched it. I rewatched it a couple weeks ago. Uh, every shot in the movie is really well constructed and well framed and intentional. Yeah, I guess it's just the sort of dialogue that that I don't really buy. It feels a little wooden. Yeah, some of the acting, and you almost wonder if it's supposed to or if it's just legitimately like, I don't know. Yeah, they're just like acting wooden for some reason <laughs> um but yeah particularly the part where keanu's like uh he's like no i can't tell you why it is <laughs> but i just know right it's like i don't know why <laughs> um but, so and it's like okay i'm officially just gonna go along for the ride here because he's about to get a shitload of guns and shoot stuff right uh but and it's a cool story it's a good great concept yeah uh, it doesn't hold up in the sequels. Right. Reloaded has some, again, some cool scenes. Right. Uh, Revolutions is pretty much just a disaster. You know, I didn't mind Revolutions as much as Come everyone on. else did. There's, there I, really I is no was, shooting or fighting in it. I just, I, I think it was uh, nicely ended. I, I, I think don't the know. ending was good. It felt a little saccharine to have it end on a note of like, sitting in the park with a fucking rainbow as the last shot of like the matrix trilogy <laughs> it's not really true to what we came here for that's that's a fair point but but it's crazy too how, how like downright stylish the first one looked right like with the hacker culture in 99 mm-hmm. and like all the leather and listening to rob zombie <laughs> it was tight the soundtrack was great too yeah uh yeah so those would be my big four actions Unless you have one, uh, I mean, one my you throw in. I don't. I don't think this would be a lot. A lot of people's choice, but uh, <laughs> I really liked Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> That's more of an adventure movie, but well, I guess but it would when, fall when, into the action. Have to fall into oh, this category, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hilarious. Uh, Johnny Depp's great, and I just like how there's like there's a lot going on in the story and the plot, but it's it's at the same time not hard, difficult to follow. Like they really like sort of weave everything together and in in a way that makes sense and i i just think it's a really good uh story yeah they had three a-listers when you think about it in nightly um orlando bloom and Depp. yeah and um, and jeffrey rush mm-hmm. who's always great mm-hmm. yeah um, pirates is a great movie that's one where you just went in it came out toward the back end of summer and you went in not expecting shit. I, yeah, I didn't really even know what I was surprised. going to see. That's how Ocean's Eleven was for me, too. Yeah. I just went in being like, meh, this should be whatever. And then I was like, oh, this is great. 
And I'll give James Cameron one more shout out uh, with Avatar. Okay. I really liked Avatar. Yeah. It like another one that's like special effects revolutionizing that world. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a shame that it, the story is ripped off from Dances with Wolves and Pocahontas. Uh, so yeah. that's a black mark, but they don't. So they don't get credit for that. But um, as an as an action special effects movie, it's pretty great. Yeah, and that's one where you did have that moment in theaters of that holy shit moment. Um, and the 3D is actually good in that, or it was actually good in the theater. Yeah, because they spend time letting you go through that world. Right. And kind of go through the bushes and everything. So you do feel immersed in there. Right. You were saying you haven't seen Godfather, so that <laughs> obviously is something that needs to be addressed. Okay, I'll work I would, on that. I would say watch one and two back to back if you can just take an afternoon. Just carve out maybe a Sunday. Yeah. I mean, they have one now called Godfather Epic, which puts everything in chronological order between well, one and two. Well, I wouldn't want to do it that way. Though. No, like, no. I just think that's it's interesting that they have that. But, right. uh, but I would say just knock out one and you'll be hooked and then knock out two and and just sort of stop there i don't think you need to worry about three i'll get around to it um another great one is la confidential yeah i've seen that once i think it would have won it would have beat cameron's fucking titanic for best picture uh 97 if well i guess it would have been the 98 oscars um if titanic wasn't titanic if titanic wasn't fucking titanic it was the (laughs) Probably the best movie of the year, uh, L.A. Confidential. But yeah, uh, yeah. If you're gonna give Titanic every other award, you got to give it the big one. Yeah. Um, but that's a great one where you've got Guy Pierce, Russell Crowe, good cast. Yeah. Kevin Spacey. Um, you know, it's in just a hard-boiled uh, noir kind of mil- uh, mystery mm-hmm. thriller. Um, oh, yeah, and fucking Oscar-winning performance from uh, Kim Basinger. Usual uh, Suspects, obviously, t- takes your official best drama, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I, w- I guess, I w- yeah, that, that would be considered a drama. Or, I don't know, it's got so many action elements. It's hard to call it just a straight drama. Does um, Rounders count as a drama? Can I pick that? Yeah, sure. Because that's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, that's, that's a great script where it's got that. That's another twist ending that it's worth watching for alone. Yeah. Um, and 2006, another vintage year, because you had both The Departed and Children of Men. Both are on my top 20 list. Both are really good. Both are great. Yeah. Departed finally gets uh, Scorsese's Best Director Oscar. Right. And wins picture. And uh, I think that's probably DiCaprio's best performance. It might be. Because... Uh, He's on Oxy right. the entire movie, and uh, he sort of plays that down. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got Children of Men, which uh, even pre-Gravity, you could tell Alfonso Caron was going to be mm-hmm. a fucking G <laughs> with those tracking shots Yeah. Um, and building a future world that seemed like plausible right uh i always i like i like those movies that are like what if this happened like and i can just think about in my head like and then like yeah like how would this play out if this happened Mm -hmm. and then yeah it's a fun fun experience 
Yeah, so you... You have to... I mean, there were some really technical shots there where he had a camera, like, inside a car with the roof cut off, and the camera's going 360 around the actual people sitting in the car, mm-hmm. and then they CGI in, like, the roof and stuff later. But the DPs and, you know, people were telling him, this just straight up cannot be done. Hmm. And he was like, oh, oh, it can be done. <laughs> so he just was making shit up yeah. in terms of the rigging and all of that. But it leads to some really cool shots. So, yeah, that those would be my big dramas. To end it, we were going to talk about uh, hardest you've ever laughed in a movie theater. What is the hardest time you've ever... What, what movie have you laughed the hardest in, in the theater? Um, for me, it... Well, okay, so... To contextualize it, um, we were going to do a double feature, uh, okay. me, me and a uh, lady friend, and we were going to see American Hustle first, Okay. and then we were going to see Anchorman 2, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. <laughs> and so we had several cocktails uh, before going into American Hustle. Uh-huh. And and then brought some toddies into the movie. As you do. As you do. Celebrating. It was around the holidays. Mm-hmm. Feeling, feeling very festive. <laughs> um, and so by the time Anchorman 2 comes around, <laughs> I'm just hammered. And so I, I fell asleep for a while. And then I woke up. And there was a scene at the end where uh, Ron Burgundy has a pet shark named Doby. Okay. And he he's released it into the ocean and then he sees the shark swimming around by his lighthouse. So he, he swims out to hug it and he's like, Doby <laughs> the shark just attacks him. <laughs> Doesn't recognize him at all. And just bites him. <laughs> and that's pretty much the end of the movie. Um and you were dying. <laughs> I was dying. <laughs> Uh, good work, Anchorman 2. I haven't seen it. I'll get around to it. Toby. <laughs> um, so my nominees are going to be Ace Ventura, Old School, mm-hmm. maybe American Pie. Um, but I think I'm going to have to give it to Team America, World Police. Mm. <laughs> yep. With the... The songs, like from the from the opening scene when they and they have America, fuck yeah, like and everyone's just like exploding. Yeah, and uh, and Kim Jong Il with his accent and his singing and the the puking. Another Matt Damon the, performance, your favorite actor. Matt Damon. Um, and the puking and the sex scene, my god. <laughs> yeah, the puking scene is out of control. Yeah, and the and the sex scene's almost as bad. So yeah, we were uh, we were having a good old time in that. Oh in god, that one. yep. Good way to spend twelve dollars. Yep. So I wrap it all up. I think that's it for the movie episode. We will see you next Sunday, folks. Peace.